Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up? It is 3 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to give you a little federal cannabis legalization news update. So let's just get right into it. Hey, Miggy. Hey. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, hey. It's, it's, it's Sunday, and there's already 46 people joining us. Thanks so much. Smash them likes and click subscribe. We have federal cannabis legalization news coming at you right now. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot's gone on this past two weeks. So much. Uh, my man bun has gotten ridiculous. Uh, however, I got vaccinated. Oh, you completely? Did you get the one shot, two shot? One and done. I got the Jatson and Johnson on April Fool's Day. And so um, I'm a I'm a township trustee in the state of Illinois. And so I was able to get one. And uh, they, they had him at the municipal village, uh, you know, hall. And they're like, hey, come get him. I'm like, you know, it's April Fool's, right? Oh, shit. I know, right? Then, oh, my and, God. Well, no, it was legit. And that sucker gets you sick. The side effects uh, are real for the, the J&J one and done. Mm. And I've heard like the second dose of the other vaccine is, you know, gets you sick. and the, Or the first dose, if you've already had COVID, is like the bad one. I get my second dose on 420, so we'll find out then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 421 for you, you might feel bad. Uh, it'll just be a mild flu, but that's all right. And so now the weird thing is, even though I'm one and done and vaccinated, I'm not fully vaccinated until I wait two weeks. Yeah, that's the other weird thing, right? It's got to kick in or something or build the immunities. I don't know. But, you know, meanwhile, you know, the, the Schumer says the bill to legalize marijuana fairly will be filed shortly. Hey, this is the 19th time we've reported on Schumer saying, here it comes. If you want to see more of our Schumer episodes about what the Senate's saying, check out our other ones. Just go to like uh, Cannabis Legalization News, our channel on YouTube and put in Schumer on it. There's probably nine videos of us like reporting on what Schumer has said uh, repeatedly. And then the only thing he ever says is it's coming. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, I mean, the vaccine's more real than Schumer's legalization. <laughs> it's just yeah and then now they're all talking about infrastructure infrastructure that's all that was on the news today was infrastructure infrastructure yeah. nobody's talking about cannabis legalization unless you're on the east coast 
and, and this is ridiculous because all this bullshit talk about infrastructure and, 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 you know, enabling jobs legalization is so about that. It would oh, so much, especially the way that they look like they're unrolling uh, legalization uh, in the garden state and also in uh, New York. Uh, they are trying to make the I mean, Schumer's mentions this where you don't want these big companies, the big tobacco and the alcohol companies coming in, swooping up all the licenses. Uh, New York has I think it's supposed to be like 50 percent small ownership with uh, New Jersey. It's going to be at least 35 percent small ownership. There is going to be a lot of uh you know, entrepreneurs that get started in the uh, out east for cannabis oh, if God, they pull yeah. it out correctly, if they pull it off correctly, man. Well, I think the, the, it was very well written in New York, but you know, uh, as we all, because it's going to flounder for a while, it's going to be nothing, right? That gray area we talked about, the green gray area. Green gray area is now in New York. And so like now you have this interesting uh, shift between the uh, legacy operators that are operating now with a little bit more impunity, or at least they feel like they are because it's legal. Uh, And then also you have the only licensed operators in the state. There's only like 10 licensed operators in the state of New York. We are going to be checking prices. We've pulled up uh, prices of a New York dispensary. So if you want to see prices of a New York dispensary, don't forget to smash some likes, click subscribe, and then stick around until after we play Name That Strain. Then we'll go, hey, what's an eighth cost at a dispensary in New York City? Just like how it used to be in high times. We talked about, uh, remember we talked about Robert Plashore and the Big Tuna, how they used to use the high time stock report for the prices in various states. I, I mean, that's the way it used to be. It's still there. Like I can go get my, I just, cause I'm a subscriber. Uh, that's yeah. right. Don't forget to join us on cannabis legalization news where we'll, we will use your money to pay for our high time subscription and then write it off as a business expense. I want to use your money to buy my weed. Let's do that. Let's go. All right. Let's start sponsoring. Uh, Miggy needs some weed money, but that's that's where the uh, illegality starts coming. So, like, we're going to have to first make sure that Wiggy is not. uh, I might need to start deducting the cost of my weed. I already deduct the cost of, like, all my grow equipment, you know. True. I mean, well, again, you got the that's all semantics, right? You might get in trouble if you do try to do the cost of your weed, because I mean, essentially, this is like those guys that uh, got in trouble, uh, you know, with the credit card stuff. I mean, no, the, the credit card stuff that is literally against the law. Like what they were doing was literally against the law. So whenever I read these new, uh, uh, you know, uh, pitches that I see out of uh, you know finance companies saying that they can legally use credit cards, I'm like, something happened that I don't know about. So you know? all these cats that are saying that they're pretty much using somebody else in a foreign country that's willing to take a risk not coming through. Uh, if they're doing credit card transactions, they're just doing straight up fraud. But if they're doing a cashless ATM, then that's the only close loophole that I've really seen. But then you're using a debit card mm. uh, and then it's it's a cash transaction. So like as opposed to the ATM giving you cash, it goes into the account of the um, uh, the dispensary that you're buying it at. And so that's like the only real uh, workaround that I've seen that I'm like, mm, if I was giving you an opinion letter for, you know, as my law firm. I'm giving you an opinion letter. I'd yeah. feel comfortable giving you this one. I would not feel any comfortable giving anybody an opinion letter regarding a credit card transaction until schedule one is no longer a thing. Got you. But, you know, in the way Schumer's talking, right? Schumer said, I support decriminalization at the federal level and we'll be introducing legislation with a few of my colleagues shortly. Shortly, motherfucker. Shortly. He has been his shortly, you know, uh, that guy. It's it's just kind of like the one in uh, um, Bring Out Your Dead. You know, that uh, 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 what was the name of that comedy troupe? Monty Monty Python. Python. 
Yeah, this where is- it's like, I'm not dead yet. It's like, oh, come on, you're already dead. You know, you just should have get off the pot, buddy. Yeah. Come on. Let's go, Schumer. Or maybe just Schumer has really good foreplay. I mean, maybe he's like the, the master of foreplay. I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you here well, months and months. I don't know. We're going to be doing an episode on uh, the filibuster here pretty shortly on cannabis legalization news. So stick around for that, because no matter what Schumer introduces, we're going to talk about what he does introduce, A, and then what does the filibuster have to do with cannabis legalization? And is that just going to totally screw everything up well according to him you know decriminalization is legalization Plenty two terms are interchangeable um at the federal level you can call it decriminalization because that lets the states legalize i mm. I, I mean again you get we're gonna have this like they're gonna it's like in new york new york just now uh stated to the cops that they can't arrest people uh, uh for marijuana smell and, and now you can consume cannabis where you can smoke cigarettes in, in all of new york city New York City used to be uh, uh, the the cannabis was a low hanging fruit for criminality, you know, uh, uh, just like the guy who got choked out for uh, illegal cigarettes. You know, the, can you imagine what cannabis was viewed as when it comes to criminality? Like you're a bad guy, especially if you were, uh, you know, a young minority, you're a target, easy target because you don't have the means to get out of the system once you're in. But now. Now that that's gone, and 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 so this is this is huge for New York, and I, and I think the uh, American general, when if this decriminalization happens, it'll be one less thing for them to come after you for, one less thing for uh, to be an excuse to 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 arrest you or take your kids or any other bullshit that we we have to deal with. Who knows, man? What do you think our new member's name is? C3? Shout out to C3 for joining the membership uh, over here at CLN. He's going to go help make us uh, create new content. And uh, he's out of New York. And we're all nice. glad that they've finally legalized out there as well. It's going to be a big deal. I, you know, because I, being someone I used to live on the East Coast, dude, uh, uh, I've gotten weed in New York. I've gotten weed in Philadelphia. And that was back in the days of serious, like you had to know like two dot knock the door two times order the special pizza and you get a box with like uh an eighth in the center you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all that, sorts of tomfoolery mm. yeah, and, and, and safe access this is all about safe access for everybody and then safe access doesn't just mean like the ability to buy it it means the ability to like turn it over and look at the labels so you can know what was put into the plant and one of the things that i am excited about if illinois ever hands out licenses and there's no indication that they will uh they could have organic cam- ca- cannabis in the state of illinois that would be something else organic regenerative cannabis i wonder if that's ever going to be something that i can lawfully buy i mean it will be I mean, when I get to go out to um, it's going to be fun uh, this summer sometime. I'm not sure when you guys, if you are watching and you're on the um, uh, the Gangier over at Greenflower, but I'm in the Gangier course. And so uh, I'm going to be going out west for my uh, tasting um, nice. training, which is going to be a lot of weed smoking. And so, like, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to you know figure out when uh, to do that and how to uh, promote uh, that. But we're going to have a Greenflower promotion on the show here starting on Wednesday. So don't forget to tune in to that, man. It's 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 going to be a lot of fun. No doubt, dude. I mean, you know, that's the great thing about the cannabis industry as far as like the young part of it right now. We're, we're at this budding part where you can do things like that. I mean, and don't forget when you do this, uh, the sommelier version of uh, uh, Gangier, you got to have your pinkies out when you do the, the taste test. Oh, no, they get they get real snooty when they're rolling joints. Some people have like no glue on their rolling papers. 
because that could be like bad or like they have like rice only rolling and they have like special roach clips and stuff and they won't be passing the joint because that'll screw up the um uh, the roll on it i mean it's it's just like there is weed snobbery and then there is the people that i'm going to be smoking with going like let me taste that you're lucky that's delicious (laughs) walk into the spectrum and, and and embody that one meme i know more than you Oh goodness, they certainly do. They certainly do. And and it, but that's fun though. I mean, like that's one of the great things about this plant is that it's like an onion with so many different levels that you can always be learning more about it. Yeah, no, it, it's you know, and it's only a matter of time, right? Because I mean, Schumer's still pushing the fact that the Senate will act on marijuana legalization with or without Biden. So, you know, that's in Politico, and I know we all kind of question whether this knucklehead's going to come. He's like, I want to make my arguments to him as many other advocates will, but at some point we're going to move forward period. Like what does that mean? Schumer? I'm tired of these semantics of having to do shit with four, 420, dude. Like I told my wife yesterday, I was like, I'm tired of 420. Honestly, like I love 420, but I'm tired of all the bullshit semantic politics that happen on this day. Like this shit should happen today or yesterday. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, again, it hits the Senate. I get that, but it's 50 50 in the Senate. And so if they want to stop anything, they can just vote to object and then they can't get it out of cloture unless they got 60 votes. And there's no way in hell that 10 Republicans are going to vote to uh, end that debate and actually bring uh, the legalization of cannabis to a vote. I have no idea if the Safe Banking Act is going to make it out of the filibuster. And that's why we're going to be making that episode about how the filibuster works. Uh, however, uh, that they are going to introduce it is great. And then we can start having that discussion. And I think what's going to happen is he's going to they're going to go from one to three. And so the industry will kind of be on board with it. Because that means that the industry is suddenly going to be way more profitable because IRC 280E goes out the window. It's still going to be illegal. And so uh, I think all all those bank crimes still would happen. So you still need the Safe Banking Act as a package deal of this descheduling down to Schedule 3. And that is still the wrong policy. It's still it's disingenuous to put it there, Um, you know, because that's where Marinol is. Like it's synthetic, actual drug version is there. Sure. Sure, or even the spice. I imagine that's in that level, right? Like the the. the, uh, the I think uh, synthetic cannabinoids are Schedule One. Yeah, so uh, it's all bullshit. Uh, and how are we? How, how is it that we can't get ten Republicans to, to vote for something that is more popular than any presidential side candidate? I mean, we just had two states legalize it, right? Shout out to New Mexico and mm-hmm. uh, uh, New, uh, New York, and then all the Virginia- news. All the news, like it was, uh, it was the month of new. It was New Jersey, New York, New Mexico. Yeah, and then Virginia wants to speed it up. They're like, oh shit, we don't want to wait till twenty twenty four. I mean, I understand that it takes time to sit the regulators and to get the regulate and the rules in order. Uh, and I was just watching a great document documentary webinar in uh, Massachusetts about their delivery operator license. Uh, and that was fascinating how they're doing things in Massachusetts. And, and uh, it's more efficacious what they're doing out there than what they're doing in Illinois, even though they've had uh, because they have host communities there. They've had a lot of problems with uh, corruption and bribes. Uh, however, at least the industry is kind of moving as opposed to just being stuck like Illinois is. So I'm hopeful that New Jersey and New York, their industry will move and then they will get people licensed and people can go from legacy to to, to license really, really well. Uh, and they can do that. But, you know, those those operators that are currently there, they want their monopoly. 
they just lost yeah. a lot of money, like propping up uh, medical cannabis in New York and New Jersey. They want their payoff. Well, that's probably a problem in Illinois, right? Like you guys with the medical side, you guys had an inherent already like like the GTI people. I know there's bad stories about them that I hear about, like how they treat their people, whatever. But you have these corporate canvas. This is the stuff that people fear. And then once, like you said, federally before, these guys are setting themselves up a failure because they locked this whole like my state only pay to play uh when the transition happens we're gonna throw lawsuits and not let more people in or sue to get more in but you guys had a regulated medical market we never had that here you know and i think that was part of our problem which killed our medical uh program you know like we only have i think two or three actual medical markets that i can go to if i wanted to be a patient you get a bullshit discount but it's not what medical used to be, the quality or the quantity. You know, what it used to be is not there yet still for the patients or even for just the average consumer, which is. Uh, we're going to chart. We're going to check New York flower prices later. New York medical flower prices. Um, you will still be like, man, that is way worse than what we had in medical uh, for Washington State in the 90s. And that'll be true. But let's get back to what Schumer was saying. Uh, Schumer's quoting the legalization of states worked out remarkably well. They were a great success. The parade of horribles never came about and people got more freedom and jobs, you know, which is great. I cannot tell you and everybody that's out east now feels it as well. Um, you don't feel like a criminal anymore. You don't feel like you're you're trying to hide something. You don't feel like, you know, like that one thing you were talking about, the pizza with the eighth in it because you ordered it with extra mushrooms. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You know, and, and, and I could, now I got to go off this little rant here just because uh, uh, this thing freaking, and it's all along the criminality thing as, as you're talking about, right? Like, uh, I showed you this uh, article before that has to do with uh, the insurrection that happened on January 6th, right? Everybody thinks I live in a Seattle utopia. The North Pacific Northwest is this social justice warrior utopia that we all can refer to each other as he, hate them there. What's up? You know, and it's not right. Like, so in Seattle, the police department had the most goddamn people at the insurrection, law enforcement, right? So my point being is because we have recreational legalization here in washington state marijuana is not a issue for these fuckers to come at me like this is why i curse and i get so mad and vehement because there's somebody out there willing to mess with my life and, and with that being said you know in texas who really needs it uh this just gentleman marvin scott the third lost his fucking life over a pot and behind bars like we are still going through the the derek chauvin trial and, yep. and and this shit's still happening. And and, and, yeah. and the only reason why people were mad that last summer was because there was a videotape that lasted so nine nine minutes. Yeah, and you know what? That fucking sucks. You know, I mean, everybody should be pissed off. And so right now is a good time. It's twenty past the hour for all of us to just take a deep breath, try to calm down. So anyway, it's why this is important, though. This is why legalization is important, because it doesn't empower the wrong bullshit enforcement law. Right. Like go after kid fuckers, go after rapists, go after test the rape kits. Why not? How about you do that? 
Hey, uh, let's go back to the political question that uh, Schumer had to field. Uh, what difference does the fact that the Senate is now controlled by Democrats make for limit, uh, legalization? And is 51 votes enough to pass the bill that you're about to propose? To which Chuck Schumer retorted. Uh, let's put up the picture of him as you can see him speaking now. Uh, probably the most important power of the majority leader is the ability to put b- bills on the floor. And the fact that I'm introducing a bill and the fact that people will know that there's going to be a vote on this sooner or later, that's a big difference. Even when states were for this, if then uh, Senate minority, I'm sorry, he's then the Senate majority leader was Mitch McConnell wouldn't bring the bill up. Their senators were never challenged. How are you going to vote? And they could say, well, I don't know. They don't have to say anything. And so that's not going to be what we're going to do. It's not going to help move things forward. Uh, And so that bill will come to the floor for a vote and it's going to help these things move these things forward in a very strong way. And so that's how uh, Schumer is different than McConnell in that respect, whereas McConnell would keep anything from coming to a vote for, like, example, the Safe Banking Act. And, and the Moore Act both made it to the Senate as they were introduced there and they passed out of the House. Like they never came up for a vote. But I like Schumer's tactic here, right? We're going to we're going to put up to the vote and we're going to make your 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 constituents stand on the left. They got to pick a side. They have to yeah, pick a side. Uh, uh, but listen, hang on. Let's unpack it a little bit because he can introduce it to the, the, the floor and then yeah. they'll start debating it. It won't get to a vote because it'll get filibustered and they'll never end debate because it just they, they can phone in the filibuster now. And that's one of the things that we're going to do in that video is we'll explain how the why did the filibuster that we remember from being childhood in the 50s, you know, it was in black and white at the time. I, I don't have my filters on right now. Otherwise, I'd have some fun. But uh, with uh, the Mr. Smith going to Washington and like, you know, he passed out from exhaustion from filibustering that long. That's no longer how it is. You know, now it's just like I intend to object going on lunch. No, I understand. And this is why the filibuster is ruining the process right now. But also, once it gets thrown on the floor, this gives us the opportunity to hound. Like, you know, we have we say it all. I say it all the time that I am neither Republican, Democrat. I don't care what you do at home. I don't care who you do. But this issue right now is clearly the Democrats are for and the Republicans are against like 95 percent. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. This is definitely for it, it shouldn't be a partisan thing, but it is like like the people who say in our comments, like, well, I'm Republican and I smoke and, and we're not all like this. I We understand. But right. the people in charge, you're the party of MAGA now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you guys, you guys, you're the party. Care. You're the party that prevented the, the thing from getting a floor vote. But let's do a shout out to, to Hugh Janice for throwing us fiber. And then also to uh, Vincent Ruckus with New York going legal. How likely does that force connect? Connecticut's hand legalizing 2021. Uh, we think that Connecticut will be the next one to go. Oh, God. Uh, and so from everything that is Connecticut, Rhode Island, I guess they're kind of like racing one another. New England is going to be breaking everywhere. And so we'll be doing more content on all of New England as they go. I think we just did. Well, I haven't been recording stuff. And so like we have stuff that's done on the web page, but then I should do like videos about Maine's law, for example, and then Connecticut's law. And then, uh, yeah, so I think Connecticut, Rhode Island, and maybe Pennsylvania this year, but I don't think so. I don't know, man. I think the East Coast is going to lock it in. I think, you know, uh, once Virginia figures gets their stuff in July, I mean, let's, let's, let's think about it this way, too. Virginia is a tourist place. Like, when I used to live in Jersey, you know, Virginia for lovers, this is how they know they get the commerce and everything like that, you know, slogans. 
uh it seems to me strategic that you're trying to get legal before summer like it just seems to me this is going to be a place you want to enjoy yeah uh virginia's got some really cool cats that actually growed out there too so they have a fairly sweet scene and i'm looking forward to uh getting into the virginia market more and more but we gotta like it takes legalization takes time and then it's usually wrong in the first year and so welcome to legalization you have three more years before this gets okay and so uh, yeah even then like you know you're sitting out there in washington state how's legalization going no home grow i understand but can you get a license i mean like you can you might have to buy it you you can buy it though yeah yeah if i have a you can't even uh, buy a license in illinois well you you can't transfer one like someone well that's what i'm saying i can't buy one like that same thing here in washington no but you can we could probably go uh discount shopping in washington state and try to find a distressed asset i don't think you can find a distressed asset in illinois Oh, because you guys are just such the market is uh, greater it's, it's than so the- limited. It's so limited that everybody's just printing money. And so they want this ridiculous premium on their license. They're like, no, no, no. 20 million. You know, come on. Yeah. But, you know, a distressed, distressed asset in Washington would be like a three hour drive because they they also lock in the license with location. Like there's a reason like you know, right. that's a thing. So, I mean, you can definitely buy the shittiest uh, uh, struggling store. But there's probably right. a reason why it's struggling too. You know, when I used to sell, uh, I used to be in sales, right? Like I used to work in a mall. Uh, I used to work at a clothing store and I used to work at a cookie store. And when you work in sales, it was not, it's not hard because when people come to the store, they're generally already have intention to get, dri- you know, like I used to uh, work in this uh, unisex store called Alcatan. So male and female and mostly female clientele. And when women are shopping, it's pretty easy. You just say, that looks good on you. Right. And most likely they'll buy it. But you know how I used to sell weed when I sold weed in the black market? I'd say I have weed. <laughs> That's, it's not. You don't got to fucking stress shit, man. Well, again, quality was always the factor when buying weed back in the day. So let's go back to the political interview with Schumer to see if they got any more details from him. Uh, so political asked Schumer, what role does President Biden play all in this? Uh, he does not have support of the full legalization of cannabis. Are you worried that he could veto the bill if you pass it? And so Schumer answers, well, he said he'd like to see more information on the issue. I respect that. I certainly will have an ongoing conversation with him and tell him how my views have evolved and hope that his will, too. And so there you go. Uh, will the Senate move forward even if the president's views do not evolve? And so Schumer says they will move forward and he is studying the issue. So I obviously want him to give him a little more study time. Uh, I want to make my arguments to him and many other advocates do as well. But at some point, we're going to have to move forward, period. Uh, yesterday. But yeah, I mean, again, watching uh, Senator Kruger in New York give her presentation just bring it brought me like tears and shit like there's oh, yeah. some way that gives a fuck <laughs> yeah and then uh shout out to representative stokes i believe was her name yeah. uh those I and mean, this is amazing that uh, uh women are legalizing weed yeah uh, no, essentially they it's are it. and then they, they women legalize weed in illinois women le- legalize weed in new york um and they were they were just freaking amazing like up there defending that like gladiators uh but yeah. i'm not sure if gladiator has like a feminine gladiator maybe yeah um kill that one but this this is legalization news this is not word etymology corner that is a different channel please check out word etymology corner yeah (laughs) right 
So, uh, you want to stay in the federal? Or do we want to go into the, the three? Well, we've talked enough about like what we think. I think, you know, have we kicked this dead horse enough? Cause like, I feel so bad that we do these things about Schumer and like the federal bill and the federal inf- information. And then it's just like coming soon, coming soon. Come. Schumer, Schumer's goddamn Lucy and goddamn Charlie Brown. I mean, uh, it, I mean, like, he's going to kick the football. We're going to get it this time. Right. Yeah. But the fact that this bullshit drops every 420, like I, why do we have to wait for like a, some extravagant metaphorical mean type day? Like, let's just do it today. Let's just do it yesterday. Let's fix the situation and make America better now. Cause you know, as people sit behind bars, as people are dying behind bars, I mean, literally dying like, like last week, uh, another family in Oklahoma is being messed with. Uh, uh, there's just too much wrong that, this could help legalization can make us not less paranoid it can, it can it make it life better for our citizenry i guess that'd be a word right like citizenship mm-hmm. but i mean this is this is ridiculous dude like the fact that you and i have a channel and we got twenty thousand people that hang out with us and all we're doing is saying legalize weed but then at the same time someone out there hates us and is against us automatically just because we stand for one freaking thing, which is a multi, it's not a single voter issue. This is a everything issue. This is a health issue. This is a wellness issue. This is a, and this is even an infrastructure issue. You know, this is a carbon frustration issue. This is a um, environment resource issue. This thing is, is big. I, I I love that. uh, You know, that hemp can be turned into batteries. Yes, you could, we could be powering the country from hemp and creating all the, the the products that we use every day. Those don't need to be made from trees and cotton and oil. Those could Diesel. be made from the cannabis plant. Diesel. We don't have to be processing that oil, you know. Uh, and so, why aren't we subsidizing hemp farming? Why aren't we subsidizing the big infrastructure plan that it's going to take to create the the industrial hemp infrastructure that can create cheap paper, that can create cheap clothing that's made in America out of renewable products, and that can like sequester the the carbon that we're just yanking uh, or just belching into the atmosphere, you know. You know, you know why though? Out of the ocean. <laughs> you know why though? Why? Because we can't have nice things. Exactly. Well, no, it's that bullshit. That remember I shared with you in Texas the the prohibitionists that 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 showed those billboards talking about THC uh, uh, causes psychosis. Another one was THC makes you not. Oh. You know, when we had these- that, that that news is so bad. Do you have like the graphics from that news? Because we should cover it. But first, let's have some good news. Let's play a little name that strain. Oh, there we go. There is a strain. It has a name. Name that strain. For the uh, radio audience, this is a uh, a light green mixed with uh, dark evergreen hints. Uh, we got some, I would say those are not full red hairs, probably trimmed down. Yeah. Very well trimmed. Very well trimmed. Almost looks like it's been manicured by an automatic uh, trimming machine. Yeah. And, uh, and it looks kind of compressed as well. But uh, we have some dark green mixed with some very, very light green. All of it frosty. Uh, but it looks compressed. It looks kind of compressed. And so it's it's difficult to maybe make out its natural shape. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons why some people enjoy uh, less well-trimmed products so that they can actually, uh, hopefully some of the volatile terpenes haven't uh, evaporated 
evaporated when you have a less well-trimmed product. And that's one of my big gripes against uh, Illinois uh, manufactured cannabis is the, um, okay, well, that, that's the end of name that strain. And that goes into the history books uh, as our fastest strain that has done been named by ha 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 ha. And he has a picture of the Joker as his favicon uh, and it is blue dream. So uh, name that strain. That was fast. That was awesome. You guys scared me the fuck out of me. <laughs> You're like, dude, it's got hints of like cocoa butter and um, I can smell the uh, trilopaline and I got terpinaline. Terpinaline. That's, yeah. dude, there's so many peens. Oh, there's so many peens. Watch out for the alls. The alls are the swag um, uh, terpenes. And so, like, those are, like, the really heavy sesquiterpenes that just aren't getting out of the plant. They kind of smell like hay or, like, swag. I mean, if you've smelled swag, those are, like, the, the phi alls and the other ones. There's four of them. I, the names escape me right now. I should make a mnemonic device out of them, but a lot of them end in the all. Bisbeol is one, and maybe, like, Neradol is another. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pull that picture up here in a second. Well, you do that, but then I'm going to go to the next federal news story. Three in four United States voters support ending federal marijuana prohibition. According to a new poll, this book also came out on April Fool's Day. So we are going to uh, check with our fact checkers to ensure that this is actually an accurate poll and not just something that we wish was a headline. Uh, Three in four American voters support either legalizing marijuana nationally or letting states decide on the policy. According to a new poll, only 25 Five percent want to broadly enforce cannabis prohibition across the country, which makes me ask, who the heck are those 25 percent of the people? Can we like get a demographic study on that? So after we've identified the people that are uh, the 25 percent that really, really uh, do not want a change in the federal policy, I would then like data sets on them. So if you don't want cannabis prohibition, are you more likely to own a gun? What mm. color are you? How old are you? You know, what do you yeah. do for a living? Uh, you know, all those things. That would be great. Those data points so that we understand right. who is standing in the way. And by the way, when two thirds, not two thirds, when three fourths of people want something, will they get it? Not if you're in North Dakota, right? Or South Dakota. Well, uh, that was a closer <laughs> one because the, the the it was South Dakota. And then on its medical, I want to say it was like 70 ish to 80 ish percent passed for the medical because they they went both. They right. said, hey, hold my beer. We're going to go from medical to legal. One fell swoop. Yeah, now, they said, hold my them, beer. Well, the yeah, said, I, I think no. I think the adult use one was uh, 56, 40 or 54. Yeah. It was it was closer, but it was still a substantial majority of the population wanted it. And they were like, no, 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 you can't. And uh, that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about Mississippi. Oh, I can't wait for Mississippi to release their regulations here in about another month. Well, and, you know, if uh, uh, so here, let's, let's share that picture here about the uh, the shit that we're going against. Um, this was in Texas uh, by the uh, West Texas uh HID, HIDTA, they're uh, not sure, uh, border protection. Anyways, they're, they're placing these billboards across Texas, fear-mongering, you know, trying to slow down the conversation. This was uh, identified by my friend Colton DeMorris. He's uh, El Paso's normal founder. and uh, But this is what I'm talking about when it comes to, like, why we can't have nice things, why 10 Republicans can't just get their head out of their ass and think this is something that the majority of people want because somebody with funding is posting this shit and, and making people think 
there's this bullshit like reason to not legalize. That was that was just pure propaganda. Just pure yeah. pro- and, and, and government funded propaganda, right? Exactly. Right. And so uh, the official policy of the government is this is a problem and it always has been. And so that's why there hasn't been any cannabis research. That's why they're able to continue to lock people up, because that's the party line. That's the official government line. The official government line is that this is a schedule one substance like heroin, which means that there is no such thing as medical marijuana. According to federal law, there is no such thing of of medical marijuana, which is so abysmal when you consider that uh, when that law was passed we had no idea what the endocannabinoid system was that would be another 20 years 22 before we would find that out and as soon as they found that out and as soon as now especially like we had dr ethan russo on the show and if you haven't yet click the like and then you'll get more of these and then subscribe and then go to our channel and and search for dr ethan russo's episode it's fascinating if you ever want to know how terpenes and cannabinoids are all made uh, on the bract of the flower in the uh what, what do they call those things little the, the big pistols? no 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 the, the stuff where all the the uh, the glands are you know the the gooey oh, stuff trichomes uh, trichomes uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. So watch the Ethan Russo episode on that. But, you know, the other thing, too, at the same time that we're, you know, part of this bullshit issue of like, okay, this is a federally scheduled legal plant that has no medical value bearing. At the same time, they say that there was 15 federal medical patients, 15 federal medical patients at the same time there's a federal law against this being med- still is being medically like who do you what side do you believe like th- this is bullshit that the one one over the other like they stopped that program what was it the NIDA mm-hmm. was that the one with the 15 federal patients you know they stopped that cold because it was proving beneficial it they stopped the cold because of the AIDS epidemic and people were getting into it and so yeah. uh, what we're going to do right now is uh, C-Thray or Sethrafe uh, just gave us a 420 and he said set up a fund for counter propaganda. We don't necessarily have a fund for co- uh, counter propaganda. Let me flip this link to Lauren. Uh, it is the first of the month, which means that at Cannabis Legalization News, we go to um, uh, our, our channel analytic page to see how we did last month to see what, what Google paid us. And then from there, we take 50 cents on the dollar and we give it to uh, Cannabis Commissary. And so, uh, Lauren, you got that that one queued up so we can see how much money we made up oh, up oh, there she is okay so last month we did all right ish you know uh, 282 dollars so uh we'll and then i'm gonna just round down because i can't do a cent and a half there it is uh, and so what i'll do it's gonna be a hundred and forty one dollars to uh stephanie landa's what's freedom her name forever freedom grow forever yeah it's a great group you know, supporting prisoners and, and locked up, you know, commissary needs. This is, commissary. you know, yesterday I was on a hash bash and uh, it's always funny to try and tell people what I do. Like, what do you do for weed? I'm like, I, I try and like prisoners. Most people who know me are either been locked up or been in trouble for something because I try to help them, you know, like that's who, who I've been. And so it's like, well, I try to give hope to people. And, it's, and that's what Stephanie Lambda's group does. They, you know, commissaries, letters, you know, you're locked up in a, in a single cell by yourself. Like, when I was in the Navy, there's moments when you were deployed and you don't touch land and, and shit like that. You think, oh, this is like prison. Oh, no. No, I, I still had some rights. So uh, I understand how dredge it could be. And that's why it's important to help these guys out. 
Minnesota. Uh, uh, yeah, can you check when Minnesota is going legal? I heard July. Uh, now, Minnesota isn't. And so me, uh, being somewhat dyslexic, I thought that said NM because New Mexico <laughs> legalized last week. And so I was looking for that. But now in New Mexico, that's going to become effective after the governor signs it. And then you read the law. Uh, hopefully it's going to be effective immediately. Uh, and then they'll do a licensing round. In commercial sales in New Mexico are going to start no later than April 1st, 2022, which would be great. And then uh, a licensing round, maybe around uh, that time in 2022, that'll give them more than enough time to draft all the rules and and prepare the commission. That's really important, compare, preparing that commission and being sure that the regulators are prepared uh, and they know the kerfluffles that are coming with these cannabis licenses. Well, you know, Minnesota has medical right now, and I really would love to uh, try some of their medical one day, but I did get a contact from somebody from New Mexico or I mean, Minnesota and see what they said about, uh, um, Oh, nothing. Let's check into the price. Let's say that you want to go buy an eighth of medical weed in New York. We're going to check the prices of Manhattan eighths. Let's go check the price of an eighth in Manhattan. Uh, let's see. That is an indica, 20 to 1 DSC indica ground flower from Curaleaf. It is $90 for seven grams. So that would be a $45 eighth. Uh, uh, now, isn't that weird? It says indica 20 to 1 ratio ground yeah. flower. So, boy, I guess you can't buy weed in New York. That's like in bud form. You have to buy it in this. I mean, there's a sativa by Curaleaf, also ground flower, 20 to 1. Well, I'm surprised they have the website already available, like like a delivery service set up or whatever they're doing, right? Because they don't have dispensaries out there yet, do they? Oh, no, they have dispensaries in New York. It's just that they only have medical. And it appears that you can get, do do they have anything? Because like the eighth, if you buy in bulk, is going to be um, that. And so a cart, I got a vape cart here, a sativa, 20 to 1, 80%, 400 milligram. That's a $65 vape cart that I'm seeing. The thing Uh, that's going to be fucked up. Yeah. You're breaking up terpenes. Yeah. Right. And so like the fact that it's ground does mean that they still don't respect the plant. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's it right there, man. You know, and, and fuck, we're going to get there. We're going to get they there. Have to that blend. They, they have to, they must have to put in, like they must not allow a 100% THC flower if they're doing these 20 to one ground blends. Yeah. I, and, and then I got a Columbia care one here, Columbia care Indica 20 to one ground flower. Uh, and that's it. So like indica, well, that's, just we, a, that's just a, a morphology that has very little to do with like what's actually in the plant and how it's going to make you feel. Well, and I think when we talked to Blue Jim Radio, when we had them from New York, uh, he was saying that their potency was not where he liked it at. So I imagine they have a pretty weak medical market. But Curaleaf is there and Columbia Care is there. Uh, and those are Curaleaf's the largest cannabis operator, at least if you look at the stock price. Mm. Yep. Now, is that one of the ones that are just uh, sucking money up? Uh, they can go to the the um, window and just sell more stock. And, and that's one of the nice things about them. But evidently, Curaleaf is a $12 billion company. They just spent $253 million to buy a whole bunch of licenses in Europe. Uh, and they can then go issue more stock and then raise more funds and then go after licenses in your state. Um, 
and that's just one of the issues where you then have these uh, you know large conglomerates that have acquired all the resources, gone after capital, got listed in the uh, uh, Canadian Stock Exchange, and then you have all these bros at home, and I, I do mean bros, like people that are on like uh, the the Robinhood stock app and they they buy cryptocurrency and they just day trade and stuff, and yeah. so like a lot of day traders are the ones that actually own the cannabis stocks. So keep liking and subscribing to cannabis legalization news so that in like seven or eight years when it's actually legal and you can actually list on the uh, exchange, uh, we can then manipulate the bros and be like, we don't like this stock anymore. Everybody sell it now. <laughs> no, for real, though, because I mean, like the, the, the ignorance and bullshit that we're, we're here for. So let me just share this one real quick, because you shared this one in the chat a while ago with that uh, CB store raid, the CBD store raid. Yeah. So this is crazy because CB store rated uh, Waukesha County Sheriff. Waukesha County Sheriff. Investigates after two two kids overdose. Yeah. Store owner said if officers caused more than 100,000 worth of damages and was unaware of the overdose. Like, first off, gummies and Delta 8, right? I think that's probably probably Delta 8. But then you have to remember, because of the uh, the federal regulations, you can make gummies uh, that are from hemp that will have enough THC to have a psychoactive effect. And that's and so if they raise it to one percent THC, uh, that would be ridiculous because then think about what that means. So let's say your gummy. Uh, weighs five grams, right? And so it's only 1% uh, THC uh, and it's five grams. That would be a 50 milligram gummy. Right. But the thing is, these cops had decided, okay, first off, let's let's reanalyze the what happened here, like an overdose, they, what they referenced, right? So this kid all of a sudden got into some parents' gummies, who's, that's the parent's responsibility, not the store owner. And then uh, the kid eats them. I'm just saying gummies. We don't know, right? It could have been a bunch of pre-rolls that the kid decided to light up. But, you know, the, just the ingestion of this Delta A, whatever it was, I'm pretty sure the kid was probably just chilling, <laughs> turning on some Pink Floyd. Parents walk in and be like, oh, no, this is an overdose. Like, what exactly caused you to take this kid to the hospital, whatever the fuck? And then, then second off, the the article is clearly right because the store owner is not responsible. It should have been the parents. You know, there's a process here, but yet the cops, for some reason, felt that this this drug czar, this drug lord, was you know El Chapo of CBDs was was in effect. And you know, this is the the, the policing priority that we got to keep changing and keep re uh, reconfiguring and, and 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 just advocating like these ignorant places that people just trying to be citizens and trying to be uh, uh, just productive members of society getting fucked with every fucking time. Right on. Tell you what, man. Tell you what. Well, did you know that there's also indications of a thaw in the glacial federal marijuana prohibition? So it's not just the globe that's warming. Uh, There is, uh, uh, you're going to see, and we have to update our map at uh, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. If you have any questions about the cannabis industry, head over there and ask me. Uh, They, uh, Biden's use of Biden's firing squabble exemplifies. That one's tough after smoking some weed. Biden's (laughs) firing squabble exemplifies federal state differences over marijuana. Usage remains a federal crime regardless of state legality. And so that's creating uh, the problem because you're going to be a federal employee and you're not complying with federal law. In fact, you're flouting federal law by smoking weed at work. You know, weed is a schedule one substance, right? Unfortunately, it still is. I mean, aren't we technically aiding and abating a crime by just always saying how it's okay? Uh, 
well, <laughs> you know, again, uh, this Go is Lord. not conspiracy this this is a, a civil action to invalidate because of the unconstitutionality the the federal marijuana laws and so you know that's another reason to support what anything that schumer does to make it a little bit more of a, a reasonable commercial regulation that's not completely divorced of of uh you know actual facts and so the constitutionality argument would be weaker under the uh the, the schedule three as opposed to the schedule one but mm. you should like courts still aren't even supposed to engage in that type of line uh, drawing uh, unless that line is being a protected class. Uh, and so it's it's interesting. And so after these things change, we're going to be able to do some some videos about due process, all sorts of excellent, like really just, you know, it, it helps you go to sleep at night right. uh, type of stuff. But yeah, um, I mean, for more than half a century, it's been illegal for federal employees to use marijuana and staffers on day one are formed of policy memoranda explicitly prohibiting use of marijuana and other drugs, even though in the papers, they said, hey, we're going to let you we're going to give you a chance. So, yeah. But despite the recent White House dismissals, a hint of under the radar thawing is afoot. Yeah, that's what we hear. Now, that's back in February. That was the acting director of U.S. Office of Personnel Management, a.k.a. the OPM. Uh, not quite the OPP. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kathleen McGettin issued a new marijuana policy directive. The OPM's uh, McGettin characterized the memo as one providing updated guidance to federal agencies about the impact of an individual's marijuana use on federal employment suitability considerations, which is interesting. So they're starting to talk about whether or not your use of cannabis will uh, influence in affect your ability to get a federal job. And it shouldn't. I mean, this this is, again, the, the zero tolerance bullshit is bullshit. Uh, prohibition doesn't work. You know, let's treat citizens like adults. Um, can we not have bullshit headlines and 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 treat cannabis like this weird thing that's weirder than alcohol when it's safer than alcohol like it's safer than most of shit legal but congress won't do its job and congress doesn't like to do its job uh, very often unless there's been a goddamn catastrophe and then they feel like they should do something well, so that's kind of you know it's terrible between congress and then like Celebrity influence. Like, like, check this one out. Uh, I shared this one with you guys before about Drake uh, demands Rollo release and letter to President Biden. So Rollo is a rapper who was convicted of uh, cannabis uh, transportation, a large amount. Uh, but what is a large amount? I, the thing is, that bothers me about this headline. And there's two things. One, the fact that Drake uh, writes a letter and gets a big stir. Right. Fucking pissing me off. The, the what should make the headline is there's a man being held behind bars over something that's legally recreational legal in over 16 states in our nation's capital. That should be the headline, you know, not the fact that he's a rapper, not the fact that Drake wrote a stupid letter, but there's a man incarcerated for flowers, for flowers. And what can these flowers do to you? They can make it feel pretty good. But other than that, not much. Oh, this is the, that's the upside down that uh, we keep talking about, man. Yeah. Well, that's one of the great things. Uh, and one of the things that I really enjoy about doing this is that every day we give a little bit more truth and knowledge to the system so that it becomes a little bit more just and fair and a little bit more like it was promised to us, at least in our founding documents. Uh, it's great to be able to help fix these wrongs of the 21st or the 20th century and to open more doors for economic um, wealth to all sorts of people that were cut out of it and then to see that money you know, 
really go into it to like fix all the, I mean, like they just sucked everything out of these places and, and then they would arrest and then they would take, and then they, you know, that, the seizure over there, they would destroy your stuff because you would have be peddling a plant that people wanted to buy and you couldn't get a license to sell. And, and, and it's not even just like at one time they were taking you, your stuff away. Even if you were just like, happened to be a, a bong producer, you know, like, like I'm auxiliary sure. shit. Right, it was the Operation Pipe Dream 2003 sent Tommy Chong, guest of the show. Check it out. It was fascinating how we got into the country uh, yeah. to prison. Did, uh, yeah, I mean, just we have this. Uh, the priorities are all fucked up. And this is why we're here, because we're trying to get shit, our shit lined up. Right. We want to like this is what you should be mad about. Not about cannabis, not about legalization, not about. Uh, hey, did we give our shout out to Daniel Calderon? No, shout out to Daniel Calderon for helping us play Name That Strain. And if you have a strain that you would like to have us name, uh, why don't why don't we have Lauren uh, tell you uh, how, how to email it to her? Because sometimes she can make it be like an outline of just the plant bud, and then that makes for a better overlay. Yeah, and she's got the better skills. I, I, I told her my skills are MS Paint. Like, I still got to pull up the MS Paint, try and do the little square outline. Come on, baby. And then yeah. cut, paste, and it still looks like shit. <laughs> That's so all good. What bro. can you do? Hey, I, I'm 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 an IT guy, not a cutting graphic artist. Okay, so you can DM uh, on Instagram for right now. Should we just DM me at cannabisindustrylawyer.com? Nice. Well, cannabis industry, yeah, just DM me at cannabis industry lawyer. All the beautiful pictures of weed. And so, if you want to play name that strain, uh, hit me up uh, on my DM at cannabis industry lawyer, and that'll be uh, how we can play that. It's it's quite easy. And then we just do shout outs about it. That sounds amazing. Cannabis yeah, milkshakes go to Oklahoma. And also cannabis ice cream is one of the hottest things right now in the edibles world. We should have a cannabis ice cream um, vendor. Dude. Oh, gosh, I know just the guy, Uncle Bob. You have we, to call him. Um, we used to, during the medical times, we had a um, cannabis ice cream that was available in so many stores. And what the guy did was a brilliant thing. He uh, made a partnership with one of our local uh, ice cream chains uh, uh, called Full Tilt. And they supplied him their homemade organic ice cream while he infused it with his homemade organic RSL. It was an amazing combination. Delicious. This shit. Yeah. That sounds amazing, especially coming into the summer. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Let's shout out Vincent Ruckus, Seether, Nicholas Weiger, Jeremy Gold, Jess Baked, Timestamps, and Hugh. You're going to make me say your last name, Hugh Janus. Thanks for throwing us some cash. Uh, as we said earlier, 50% of everything we get goes straight to cannabis prisoners commissary. So we're helping people get, you know, Red Bull, soap, fucking shampoo shit that they need. So thanks everybody. That's super, that's super helpful. Uh, thanks for tuning in everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Wednesday.